0: Welcome back to The Building Code, episode 123. Charlie. Charlie Bertwistle. How are we doing today? Super excited. Zach Litovich here, as always. We've got to kind of work on that. I'm always like, Charlie. (laughs) Here I am. Here I am. We're still here doing our thing on The Building Code. We're really excited today. We're going to have Marge Haley of our customer success team come and chat with us. But before we do that, let's talk about some things
1: that are going on out there in the world. Our timely topics. What do we got today? Uh, well, the first one that we have has really just been about um, the construction industry in general, uh, just how to improve efficiencies and kind of the things that COVID nineteen, the pandemic, has kind of forced people to, um, you know, things that people were kind of stuck in their their old ways in the past, um, and they realized that if they didn't want to get left behind, they kind of had to move forward, um, kind of be on the cutting edge of some of these kind of exciting things. So. The article we have linked today is from the Construction Dive, uh, which is a great resource. If you guys aren't already checking it out, I would highly recommend it. Uh, but the main one that kind of talks about is just uh, construction technology, uh, obviously near and dear to our heart here at Builder Trend. Um, it has some kind of staggering stats in here. So, uh, investigating connected construction technology pays off throughout the construction lifecycle by reducing, and then, then here's the stats engineering hours by 10 to 30%, building costs by 5 to 10% operating costs 10 to 20 percent, and then overall decommissioning hours by 5 to 10 percent. Uh, so obviously a lot of the stuff that you're doing in your your other podcast, uh, which I'll pretend not to be jealous about, Zach, uh, the, the better way, um, just talking about how to improve efficiencies overall, I think this is highly, highly um, kind of related to that. Uh, so this may be a good time to kind of talk about what you've been doing over there and uh some of the things that you guys have been talking about in uh, uh over on that podcast. I'll, I'll talk to my people and see if we can get a season to have you star
0: on it and we'll just, we'll <laughs> come just on start. as a guest. Yeah. I mean in our last episode you, you know, get to go to Vail with CBUSA, so I get the other podcast. I think that's and, a and fair trade to deal with it. I'd be okay with that trade that's, off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. I, I repressed my case, but I feel like I lost. Yeah, so I've had the pleasure of hosting our sister podcast, The Better Way, where we kind of focus in a little bit more on the product side of Builder Trend and really get into the details of how should you be using it in your business. So I had Nick Schiffer join me for season three recently, and we really got into the details of how a builder took the software and got his team to use it. Really how he got his homeowners to use it, his subs to use it, and really understand that He was a growing business. He was rapidly expanding. He needed a way to leverage that growth and capitalize on the opportunity that was in front of him. Builder Trend was the solution for that. He was extremely honest. Everybody has growth, growing pains when you're trying to become a successful building company. And Nick was really transparent in his processes and gave a lot of really great advice for builders out there. So I'd highly recommend it. It's a lot of us just kind of going back and forth, talking about my experience and my travels and and how he saw it in his world. He had actually done an onsite visit as well. And we recapped that a little bit. So it was a lot of fun. Nick Schiffer of NS Builders. Go ahead and check it out and how you can boost collaboration.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's the question that people always have, right? I quote these stats about how much you're gonna, you know, decrease your costs and improve your your hours. Well, it's like, okay, how, right? Which I is know. why that's,
0: that's always the question. It's really nice to read stats, but right, how do you measure it within your own context and how you're gonna see that success? And that could be a struggle. And that's kind of what Nick talked about: was how do you start picking at the buffet where you're gonna improve your operational inefficiencies? Is right. it on sales? Is it the production of building the houses? Is it like we talked about a CBUSA, it's the purchasing procurement that is the issue. And, and you have to be selective. You can't tackle it all at once. We've seen people fail with builder trend when they try to do too much at once. Right. And so coming up with a plan is a huge part of it. And technology is the other piece. It lets you stretch a lot further with your resourcing because they have a tool that lets them be more effective at what they do. Right.
1: Yeah. I think we've seen, you know, people have to be really, really intentional about what they're trying to improve uh, and why they're trying to improve it. Right. You can't just sign up for a software, implement some solution, expect everything to magically change overnight. Um, So, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check out the uh, the better way podcast. uh, The sister podcast. Is that out? Season three should be out. We're live on season three, so definitely go check that out. Um, be sure to subscribe, rate, review. As always. As always. Open to feedback. Let us know how, it's, how it is on social media as well. We're really excited to, to get that out for people to listen to. So what? I think, I was just going to say, I think this feeds in really, really nicely with our guests that we have today, uh, Marge Haley. Uh, when you talk about improving processes and implementing Builder Trend, I don't know if there is anybody out there better at that than than Marge. We were having a conversation at the office about the Mount Rushmore of Builder (laughs) Trend, and
0: Marge would make it for sure. Like we were talking about who, and it's a competitive field. We've got a lot of great people that work at Builder Trend. A lot of them have been on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Marge is in the top four for sure. She doesn't like me saying that. You can see her face right now. She's (laughs) mortified that I'm even bringing this up, but it's true. Marge is one of our best people. I have the pleasure to sit next to her. We're we're very close coworkers, so. Maybe it's just my opportunity to embarrass her on the podcast. Love that. She's a training coordinator at Buildertrend. So she, we have a new hire, and she teaches them Buildertrend. They're in good hands. Marge, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I am extremely mortified that you brought that so <laughs> That was not intended. Um, but I do get to sit next to Zach, and we have a, a stellar education team. Um, I've been on that team for about six or seven months now. Um, before that, I. Um, was a technical service manager. So I was able to work with not only with our customers, our customer success team, but also our engineering team. And then on top of that, um, before I started the TSM role, I was um, a CSM, which we don't have anymore, but I trained and onboarded onboarded all of our clients um, and did that for about two and a half years. So had a lot of experience talking to a lot of our great clients. So um, got to kind of put my, my, I don't know, specialties to work. I love talking to people. I love interacting. But then I also love making people's businesses better. And I feel like I have a huge impact right now.
1: Absolutely. And and this is your second time on the pod, correct? Yes,
2: this is my second time. First time uh, in person. Last time was during uh, quarantine. So I was virtual. So this is kind of a cool, neat experience, so.
0: Absolutely. We've the headphones on, the mic's on. Mm -hmm. It is a different world when you're actually in the studio. I wish we could get everybody in, but. Yeah, it's more natural conversation. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, we'll, we'll work out the. Private jet and fly in our guests.
1: I'll, I'll commit Builder Trend to that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get fired. Well, we got the Mount Rushmore of Builder Trend right here in office. So hopefully, true. She has the power we got to the to Teddy that. Roosevelt of
0: <laughs> of Builder Trend here. I mean, th- we deserve to. You know, a little bit of a budget bump. Can we put? Can we get productions telling? We got you our producers in here. Yeah,
1: they look like they're saying yes. You, they <laughs> a lot of nodding. A
0: lot of nodding that's going on. Anyway, so Marge, what's it, What we want to talk to you about today is kind of what we open the show with this idea of improving operations leveraging the software, you just outlined your experience. Contractors are busier than ever. What are some ways that they find efficiencies? How do they get better at their job?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And as your uh, intro alluded to, I, I found a few things that kind of stuck out. Um, I think when I've spoke to so many builders over the years, um, I think the biggest thing that I've, I've found is that when people implement Builder Trend correctly, um, it's one thing to get to dive in and, and pick up all these features. But unless you do it correctly, um, my biggest thing and what I always stress was Um, define roles and define roles within builder trends. So um, it's those companies that try to have all of their users wear all of the hats, where your office manager is also doing project manager work and your project manager is doing office manager work, and they're both doing the same jobs. Those efficiencies take a lot longer to find its place, where if you designate roles and make sure those individuals are sticking to their roles, that's when you really see the efficiency come to come to light, um, so it's not necessarily like what you're. I mean, it does have to do with what you're doing in builder trend, but as long as the your your staff is doing things uh, that they should be doing, your efficiencies will increase for sure.
1: So, where do um, like in your experience, where do customers kind of start um, that kind of journey to defining roles? How would you kind of recommend they? designate certain tasks or who's, you know, using Builder Trend, what features they're using, what's like a good kind of starting point for some of this kind of brand new to what you may be talking about?
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna start with the onboarding process. So I train all the the onboarding specialists, and they're the ones that are trying to get people onboarded. Um, and at, th- at that point, you want to pick your individuals that are going to be your builder trend stars. You know, who are you going to have in, uh, implement and manage your onboarding process? And from the beginning, onboarding builder trend correctly, um, not just giving it to one person. Like, okay, so maybe your off your office crew needs a builder trend star. You're Field crew needs a builder trend start, and that's your go-to. That's going to be who designates those roles and sets it up for success. Um, and if you put those people in place, and, and their the that their role is to manage that that process, uh, you'll see people pick it up better. And and you know, someone in the office can relate to someone else that's in the office rather than you know uh, someone in the off- or in the field trying to tell someone in the office what to do.
1: Right. Absolutely. Uh, So once they kind of have that, you know, roles designated, they're ready to get into the program. uh, How would you kind of coach them or train them? Um, You know, I feel like in general things they're trying to do, you know, take on more projects, Mm -hmm. become more efficient. What would be Mm -hmm. kind of some good spots to start um, once they've uh, kind of got off and going on the onboarding process?
2: So it's definitely what's important to them. Um, I think the toughest part about our job as an internal employee of Trend is trying to figure out what, the, the company needs. Right. Um, and it's not necessarily the whole program. And, and as I'm teaching new hires at builder trend, I can kind of relate this back to people who have, um, new hires come on and it's trying to figure out like what's most important. And it's not the same for every company. So, um, I am always saying, well, it depends on the company. It depends on the company. So we need to figure out what's important to the company, but to do that, we need to, they need to figure out what's important to that company. So, or to their company, I guess. So, um, I think that's the, the biggest thing. Is that they need to figure out where their deficiencies lie. Is it the scheduling? Is it is it estimating? Is it um, com- communication with their subs? Um, and then from there, we need to start at what's what's hurting the business the most. Um, and we, Builder Trent can't can't tell them what that is. We need to. They need to tell us what they need. So and then from there, our team internally can can coach them in the right direction
1: to accomplish that task. Yep. The, the the pain point. Help Ex- them problem solve exactly. that specific. Yep. Yep. I think that's a piece of the customer success
0: department here at Buildertrend that gets a little confusing because we have a lot of different roles within CS. You have onboarding specialists, you have implementation specialists, you have support. You know, Where does that, that cross spectrum look at? When Marge and I I started on the support floor as well, we, we did everything. And these days, Buildertrend has gone through a renaissance to try and get everybody really good at a specific function of onboarding. Cause that's a totally different conversation. Like Marge is saying, imagine if you're a new customer and you're signing up and you're just like, I just signed up for the software. I don't know where to begin. And now you have someone on the phone who's like, tell me, what are you trying to improve? What are you trying to fix? What are you trying to do? You got your account executive who's putting you through this onboarding process and then your OBS takes it. But there's a lot of value in that. Having someone challenge you and what you know and kind of where, you, where you're at and where you can get is something that's kind of built into your subscription cost, But I think a lot of companies are surprised that the, because we're talking to so many different builders about their processes, Marge, myself, the floor, like in a given day, we might talk to three specialty contractors, a commercial contractor and a, a new home builder. And one's a semi-custom and one is a production builder. So we have all these little nuggets that we can go and share about here's what one person does. Here's what another one does. So if you've never like talked to our support team, do yourself a favor and reach out because we probably can improve something about what you're trying to accomplish. Even if the software isn't perfect at what your process is today with a little bit of, of collaboration, we can usually make it work pretty well for most people, which I, it was always my favorite part. Marge working with clients is like, it's one thing to go through the process, how the schedule works. But when you get a business and you're like, tell me what you do, let me, get creative and solve a logistical issue for you that's that's where we really see efficiencies get eliminated because then we're not we're meeting it halfway in a sense and it takes that human interaction and that's what I've always kind of thought builder Trend from a, like makes us special is we actually care enough to like provide that for people
2: yeah I mean on my first trainings when I was a, a CSM which is a glorified OBS at this point we we just did um, a lot of different things so we had a kind of more of a grouped title at, the, at that point so um, my first training I didn't even get into the program I just I asked so many questions and just gathered all the all the information that I needed up front um, to make them more successful long term um, so now it's a little bit different because they've got the account executive coming up front. Um, but at, at any rate, it's, um, it's about what that company needs.
0: So let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, the size of the company. How do you shift what you're trying to advise your client on? If you have a really small company, they have got a two-man show, they wear a lot of hats versus like your really sophisticated businesses, they're mature, they have 40 mm-hmm. employees. What's your approach with that? Do you... Do you shift your your training plan, or do you kind of have some things that you would put in place no matter what? Like, talk us a little bit about that process for you.
2: Well, I would say absolutely. You have to change your your um, onboarding process. I mean, if you think about um, trying to onboard two people into builder trend and use technology, and or onboard you know forty people, there's definitely a a change in what what the needs, um, the roles. Uh, are there managers? Are there people? Certain? I mean when there's 40 people there, you can't just say, well, what do you need to learn? Because someone who does production and and, um, manages a schedule wouldn't know how to answer questions about financials. Uh, Whereas if it's two people, they probably wear the same hats. Those two people probably do everything together. There's no there's no secrets. Um, but the, at any rate, there's always has to be a process. I always I think it should be like our catchphrase of the education team, is like establish a process. Um, because a, a lot of times, companies come to us that don't use technology, and there is very little processes. Um, I, I really do think that a part that made me successful at Builder Trend is my dad does work in construction. It's a small company, and um, he my infamous thing is he would yell at me and be like, "March, do you know where that that paper plate with that phone number is?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "You mean in the garbage? Because that's trash." But right. um, so I I understood that type of contractor, and it's really common for they know that they need help, um, so they come to us for that help, and that onboarding process for that small company that uses paper plates and sticky notes um, is a lot different than that 40 person company. That it has processes already established, they're both challenging because um, processes are hard to change if they're already established. But then also processes are hard to accept when you don't have any. So there are two different types of challenges.
1: Well, that's something I've always been in awe of um, from the support team and customer success. Obviously, I'm kind of the odd man out here um, with you two. But just, just like them uh, the, like the stare. Like yeah, like, I feel <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, scientist. I know, so left out. Uh, but your guys is like book of business is what like two three hundred. Sometimes even more customers Depends on the roll. The mm-hmm. account executive could have a thousand accounts mm-hmm. that they oversee. Right. So when you talk about the differences between you know onboarding two people, onboarding forty people, it's not like you haven't done that before, right? Uh, you, It's the whole like better together, you know, group mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did Ryan say? A rising tide lifts all boats. Um, So, you guys are using those things that you learned from this two man company, and you're able to kind of implement those same types of Mm -hmm. solutions. Like, hey, we've seen the success Mm -hmm. for the company just like yours. Um, And just like that breadth of knowledge with how large our customer base Mm -hmm. and how much our reps are, you know, having to take on, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously becomes really, really impactful. So, I'm curious too, Marge,
0: I'm sure there's some things you used to kind of keep in your back pocket to save people time, the the values, the the wow. So Mm -hmm. what are some of your tips for maximizing times for our our Builder Trend listeners? Most likely people listening, they use the product, they want to know, okay, what can I do to be better?
2: Yeah. So I'll definitely turn that more towards the the product itself. So obviously Builder Trend is designed to save time. But the biggest thing that I would push if someone says I don't have time to Time to onboard this, or I don't have time to learn, or I don't have time to set up each individual job. Uh, it's, we. I would always push templates. Um, you know, you can create it one time, um, and you get pushed back. Oh, I'm a custom home builder, or oh, I every every job's <laughs> I different. I can't use that.
0: Uh, every job's different.
2: different. Um, I you know I, I would push back and say you know every every job start, starts with foundation or every job starts with demolition. You know, um, there is a process that you can you can establish within our templates. Um, it may save you, you know, a lot of time. Any time saved is 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 valuable, right? Time is money, and that's why why people sign up for Builder Trend is to save time, save money. Um, and so, setting up a template. Um, but again, with that establishing a process around that template, there should be a there should be a reason why you have that template. There should be a reason why everything is in that template, and there should be people behind that template not only adjusting it as needed, but then not any person should be importing that and adjusting it. We should have somebody who's in charge of importing that template, fixing it to make sure it aligns with that project, um, and then you know, taking that job to, to, to fruition. So um, it's the process behind it. Uh, if you don't have that process behind it, it's not gonna work.
0: We, we were doing a BOC, BuilderTrend Online Conference. It's a free conference that we put on every other month. If you are if you have never attended, it might be worth checking out. See it on com and, and sign up for free. Great way to get uh, just an overview of different product features that you might not be using. But we were we had an attendee, Marge. I can't remember if you were on this BOC or not, but we were talking about templating. And, and in the chat, they were like, if you're not using templates, you're not using BuilderTrend. <laughs> that just stuck with me. I just thought that was such a great. Something like a Fight Club line. Right. You know, like, we don't talk about this. No, no, we should talk about templates. Yeah, we need that like headlined on our dot com, I think. It, for, for sure.
1: For anyone to look at.
0: Yeah, if you're looking at ways to just make it so enough to recreate the wheel every job, the template feature is. Incredible for, and it's very flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pull in specific features or you can do the entire job. Obviously your process, as Marge pointed out, is gonna be a little different, but we'll work with you to figure out how how it should work. And we can even help stage some of those templates um, as well. So I think it's worth pointing out. Are there other things that you'd like to kind of help with people from a maximizing time standpoint or efficiencies or any other things that you, if you had a new, if you had a new account today and you had 20 minutes to, to help their business, where you where would you take them?
2: Knowing what I know, talking to the builders that I, I've talked to, I would always start with the scheduling tool. Um, I would say near, nearly every contractor has used a scheduling tool so that first of all it's not a it's not a foreign process maybe uh introducing our purchase order system would be a new foreign process and that would take a lot more work to get implemented but um i mean if you show uh, a contractor a gantt chart or a, pr- a production schedule uh, they get it so uh right there with builder trend we can um, set it up reuse it and then also get your users um, assigned to those schedule items so you're improving communication um, improving time um you know, getting confirmation on those schedule items, things like that, that BuilderTrend offers, um, that would be my first step, no doubt, is figuring out the schedule. Um, and then everything ties to it, so it makes everything a lot easier as well.
1: And that's, that's something that just continues to come up the last three or four episodes that Zach and I have recorded, is just how crucial and important scheduling is mm-hmm. um, in the construction industry in general, especially during some of the times that we're having right now with mm-hmm. really, really high, you know, material prices and also supply shortages. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously scheduling can change a lot. So having one central location of when things are happening uh, is, is crucial. But then the really cool thing about Builder Trend too that you alluded to is that schedule can also link out to every other feature that we have in the, in the platform. So if you have a purchase that's happening on a certain day, link it to a schedule item. If you have sub that's supposed to come and do work on a certain day, they're tied to that schedule item. They can see how those shifts and everything mm-hmm. is, is, is affected by the mm-hmm. changes that you make right there
2: right so you're getting people to use you're getting all of your um, users to use the the schedule which once they can use one feature they can use all of them so and it's just an easy place to start um, it's not foreign to anyone so if you don't like I, i'm going to go back to that purchase order process if you don't do a purchase order process now and then you assign that out to a subcontractor it's a foreign system it's a foreign object they've never they maybe they don't use purchasers with your company and now you're all of a sudden um, throwing a lot of things at them whereas if you take on the schedule um, they get the schedule. They understand a, a project management schedule for the most part, um, and that's just something that they can. They can. It's kind of the baby steps into the program.
0: That yeah, makes a ton of sense, and and that also goes to kind of our next topic, which is in our previous episode with Ryan from CBUSA, we kind of touched on the idea of the workforce being. We have. He said that we have more people leaving the workforce than we have people entering in it, and you know. With that reality that businesses are going through, the schedule can replace a lot of employees or make it so that employee is more effective. Have you seen that in your experience? Sort of how the the builder train can effectively help release some of your labor burden mm-hmm. um, in in the the construction world.
2: Yeah, I've I've talked to a lot of accounts um, that they've increased production um, and usually for the most part, when I was talking to them, they were staying even with their amount of employees. So building more less employees, obviously that's more money in your pocket. Um, but now if people are leaving, um, you know, I think, you know, on the topic of Individuals leaving your, or you're hiring new individuals with the demand, um, like onboarding into your company should be a breeze. Otherwise, they may they may find another route. So I think again, I always go back when I was onboarding accounts is establish a process with hiring new individuals. So when someone walks into your company, it's not they're not trying to figure out all of Builder Trend. They're figuring out what their process is within Builder Trend um, to make it easier for them. So using Builder Trend as like an onboarding tool um, and and establishing that process before. But um, I've I've talked to a, a lot of Accounts that they didn't have to hire as many. Their um, number of homes that they built or remodeled went up um, because of builder trend, because they stayed on schedule. Uh, they were able to um, schedule their projects more effectively um, with using like our baseline and things like that. So, um, absolutely, uh, using a, a software, let's just say, um, definitely helped them.
1: Yeah, and this is actually a really cool, uh, I mean, this is the first time I've talked to you guys about this thing, but uh, up in the data science world, we have this We want to know. You guys are like a little special little floor and, you know, things just kind of come down, so. Yeah, we like to kind of seclude ourselves and, <laughs> you know, Code give, all day, give the appearance that we're working on important things, whether we are or not. But is <laughs> universal. Yeah, fair point. One concept that we allude to quite a bit, we call the builder trend bump. Um, and what we were able to do is look at how many jobs people were just able to do not just in a year but also at, at one time uh, throughout their lifespan and builder trend and we consistently see you know statistically significant numbers that show adopting builder trend helps you not only do more jobs but also do more jobs at once and you see the trend line that's you know up and to the right always mm-hmm. good um, of just you know b- builders and companies that are becoming more efficient and able to take on more and more work but then the other one uh, kind of the inverse of the original question is like how do you use builder trend um, to kind of supplement some of the labor forces, we've also seen, to Marge's point, uh, people are able to add more and more employees um, and users over time because they're getting more efficient. They're able to take on more jobs, and all their, you know, their documentation and everything is in a centralized location now. So when they hire an employee, they don't have to point them to a paper plate over in the corner <laughs> or teach Very them this. Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> this is our paper plate stack. Uh, it's our schedule. Rolodex. <laughs> it's our Rolodex, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rolodex of paper plates. Um, so yeah, so it's really cool. They're also actually able to uh, hire more and more employees because they're more efficient with their own onboarding process because of Builder Trend. I'm curious now,
0: this is totally not in
1: our in our notes
0: of things to cover, but on this builder trend bump, do we track financial impact too? And we look at the profitability of these projects, or any? Do we have any analysis uh, as far as like
1: what is the bottom line impact? Yes and no. Uh, if people are using you know financials correctly and they have their budget all built out and everything, uh, we're able to see you know just. Overall financial success and revenue generated, uh, obviously, where we don't have insights into is you know how much are they paying people, what are their sure. kind of operating costs and things like that. So it's tough to get at a real you know like margin standpoint. But yep. we consistently see you know increased revenue and increased job count year over year.
0: Yeah, it's it it can be it can be daunting when you're signing up for Builder Trend and being able to see the end result of it. Right. You know, so hopefully. For our listeners out there, this gives you the confidence that your journey is time well spent getting the software in a regimented way that has a procedure that's built behind it. There's a lot of things you can even build into your account to help with that. In a template, create a to do that lays out when you hire a new employee the things they need to do in Builder Trend so that that person can be assigned it day one and follow the, the procedures of what their actual operational. Learn how to manage files. Learn how to do the schedule. Whatever it is, to have to stupid little things to build it into the account, the more it keeps coming back, the better you get at it and the more value you get out of it. And I've I've seen it so many times, the light bulb moments, the wow, I, I don't know how I lived before this. We have a wall in our office with feedback from customers telling us, you know, time and time again that once they finally started to drink the Kool Aid, the impact, even though we know it has a lot of tangible measurements, they, they don't know how they could have done it without it. Right. You so, know, ahead, not Marsh. to
2: interrupt, I just wanted, as I was kind of just thinking about this as we we're talking, um, it's kind of amazing that, like, we're actually having this conversation. Um, when you think about it, any restaurant you go to, um, any university, if you walked into a university, every, every, company uses a technology source of of some sort and we're sitting here like trying to encourage people to stop using the paper plates and and post-it notes and there's a reason why all these companies are investing in their technology Um, and it's just the the building community is a little bit behind the the bell curve on it and and I I think we're making strides to get up get them there but um, I mean there's a reason why every company that you go into every restaurant and every everything has a has a POS system has some sort of technology back in their business and construction is just not one of them. Um, and I think it's more important than ever because, unlike you know a restaurant or a university um, or a, any business for that matter, uh, we have parties in different fields. So like you have someone in an office and someone fifty miles away working on a project. So I think more than ever it's so important to have a technology to bridge that gap, bridge that communication. Um, and so Builder Trend, I feel, is the, is obviously the answer um, for that. It just is kind of a kind of a thought I was.
1: Yeah. yeah, And, and like t- onboarding, I feel like oftentimes people think that, you know, a technology solution like Trend is a very, very daunting task. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just listening to the way you talk about it's like, OK, establish your pain point. What are you trying to fix? Um, start there. Let's lay out who is going to fix that problem, then how they're going to fix it and just kind of like chip away at one at a time. Uh, going back to like the original article that we started out with in our timely topics is like, if you want to see some of these successes that other people are seeing, it, you know, it kind of just starts with just doing it. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about BuilderTrend is that we offer all these different resources, right? So the obviously customer success where they have these giant books and, um, is a free resource for all of our customers. But then we also have BuilderTrend online conference that you were mentioning, Zach. Uh, BuilderTrend University is firing back up, I believe. Um, yes, we are
0: having BuilderTrend University in August. So we can welcome people back into our our office and, and meet them and that's a great way to kind of also kind of see everything it can do and network with other builders around the country. Another the builder trend BT Nation. Right. We're dubbing it right now. <laughs> and just right now. Just right now. <laughs> off just, the t- just, off the cuff. just came up. And we also have other pro services too to enhance your your day to day operations. I was an on site consultant. If you need that extra push to get your team to buy in,
1: have us come out to you. Yeah. Uh, So, Marge, kind of as we're like wrapping up here, uh, what kind of like last words of advice would you give from all of your 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 time on the CS floor and training floor uh, for people that are you know looking to implement technology solutions? um what would you really just kind of want to drive home for them
2: baby steps one step at a time it's it's a marathon it isn't a sprint um you're not going to take builder trend and overhaul your business in in two days or three days um it's it's a process pick what you need uh what you can see helping your business the most um start there and and rely heavily on on our customer success team that's what we're there for um that's why we have you know, 50 of them in the room, um, is to onboard you and get you up and running. So uh, take it slow and and rely on us.
0: I love it. Well, that's all we have today for the building code.
1: March, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. As always, I'll see you back at your desk.
2: Yeah, see you in five.
1: (laughs) It was an honor. It was an absolute honor to get to hang out with you guys for the next last half hour or so. Yeah. Well, I don't hear that a lot, but I appreciate <laughs> that, Charlie.
2: Yeah, those eight hours at uh, death time is <laughs> yeah, a lot. You're not going to hear that from Mars. <laughs> nope. Just kidding. Thanks. Guys. All right, we're
1: signing out. It's always great to have someone in the studio to be able to connect with them a little bit. It's and also great. You know, she's been with Builder Trend a long time. Some of us kind of seen the full evolution um, from where we started to where we're at now, where she's talking about the position she originally started in isn't even a position at Builder Trend really more. And that's the story of Builder Trend right constantly we're evolving always
0: evolving in a lot of ways operationally internally but even our product we're always looking to kind of adapt change it increase its its usability and that's kind of what we opened up with the show talking about how industries you know have always kind of been you know reluctant to change change is hard habits are hard to change in general humans are complicated and and ultimately what stuck out to me talking with marge is sometimes you need that person who can open your eyes and just point you in the right direction and give you solid advice on what you should be doing. That is ultimately, I think, why Builder Trend has been really successful. We have a great product. It works for thousands of builders. But I think about all the people who have worked with those builders over the years. There's not a lot of people who are sticking with Trend long term without at least getting some advice, some, some sort of direction from the people who get to see all different aspects of builders doing a lot of creative things. I can think of my own personal tips and tricks that I've given my clients right. because someone taught it to me. I didn't think of it. But we're able to spread the love and really get people to that that great place that where they're really becoming
1: power users. Right. And what I loved what Marge talked about was almost kind of flipping the script and asking the builder, okay, what is your biggest pain point? Right. I feel like a lot of times people sign up and they think that Builder Trend is going to magically fix all their problems that they don't know what they are right it's like okay so you want to do more jobs you want to you know increase revenue where's that breakdown happening is it your client relationship is your sub management is it your scheduling and really diving into the disconnect between where they're at now and where they want to go and then they can you know in turn kind of take the mic back and be like okay this is how you solve that problem and this is how you know 2,000 other builders that I work with have solved the same exact problem too
0: and there is a lot of consistency across these builders uh, in my experience, I know we've talked to a lot of people on the podcast where they are part of builder groups or they they have a, a relationship with people in their market, but that's not the case for a lot of people. And right. I feel like our customers are really hungry for that advice and direction. And what are other people d- doing, even with just their business? I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me to sit down and just tell them what should my project manager even be doing.
1: Yeah. And and it, the cool thing, and I, I talked about this a little bit with Marge too, is just like all the different resources that Biller Trend provides. It seems like every time we talk to somebody else, I, I become aware of a new thing that I didn't even know we offer here at Biller Trend. So, Biller, Trend to get out Conf- behind your desk, Charlie. I know my data science corner that nobody ever comes over and visits and explains to me what things are happening around the company. But you know, Biller Trend online conference, I didn't even know that we were doing that every single month. Obviously, that's a free resource that anyone can go and check out. Um, if you want to hear more of Zach and less of me, Builder Trend Online Conference is a perfect place to go. We we'll get you on the host. Special <laughs> yeah. guest. we we should do it. We get
0: both of us on on BOC. Yeah, Charlie, there's we've got more things planned on the building code. There's always something exciting coming down. Make sure you
1: like, subscribe, check us out on social media. Anything Absolutely. we want to leave this episode with? Uh, no, I think we kind of nailed it. Uh, you know, call in, talk to your customer success. You know, User Resources. User resources. They're probably someday you may be talking to someone that'll be on the builder trend Mount Rushmore uh, up there with Marge. You never know. <laughs> Thanks right. guys, I'm Charlie. This is Zach. And this is the building code.